The Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast is made possible in part by a generous gift from Set Apart to Serve, the church work recruitment initiative of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Many church workers always knew they wanted to serve in Christ's church, but many pastors, teachers, and other full-time church workers left careers to pursue this life of service. If you or a friend have been praying and thinking about a second career as a church worker, the Set Apart to Serve team wants to help. Visit kfuo.org SAS to learn more. Listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. And I'm Rachel. It is Thanksgiving season. It is food season. It's always food season, let's be honest. But (laughs) it's Thanksgiving food season, which means we have an iron ladle challenge today. Get your eating pants on. (laughs) We've got some comfort food, hot, hot, what what is it? Hot fat carbs? Does this count? Hot fat carbs. This does. It does. (gasps) Hot fat carbs today, guys. We've got all of it happening today. So, Aaron, what are, I mean, your food smells amazing. So, today we are covering my, yeah, it is. It's my favorite traditional Thanksgiving dish. And honestly, I think it's many people's favorite. So, well, that'll be an interesting thing to see, but I'm pretty sure this would win. It is stuffing. Yes. Yes. It is. And honestly, it, absolutely on the carbs. That one is a no brainer. However, if it's good stuffing, it is absolutely also <laughs> hot fat carbs. <laughs> That's part of what makes it so delicious. Oh, the butter. So, yes. <laughs> Indeed. Mm. Yeah. So well, I'm not even going to attempt because as near as I can tell from my my. I hate, I don't know. I have very ambivalent feelings about the term Bible when it refers not to the word mm. of the Lord. Yeah. But my expert text, my default, <laughs> my my baseline for cooking questions, I always start with the joy of cooking. Yes. Oh, um, yes. As my, as my starting point for answering questions. And they don't, they're like... Dressing, stuffing, it's a semantics. Mm. Some people are like, well, stuffing is when it's stuffed and it, there's oh. no there's no consistency. But then what is so, dressing when you exactly. dress it? Exactly. Doesn't, this is a red herring, people. Don't <laughs> let this be an obstacle to your enjoyment of this. I'm going with stuffing as the name of it. I think some people also, another, okay, now we're getting into it. But anyway, <laughs> Another little side trivia thing. There's some opinions that dressing came about because stuffing was a bit too vulgar a word in the Victorian era. So they're like, yeah, I can see that. Dressing instead of stuffing. That's funny. (laughs) Maybe, maybe it's just a legend. Who knows? Very plausible, though. Now Um, everyone's going to go. Do not Google that at work, guys. Or in front um, of your children. <laughs> okay, so, there's, an, there's another uh, controversy, you know, stuffing mm, versus dressing, mm-hmm. number one. But do you actually cook the stuffing in the bird? Yeah, oh. That's another another angle that some people are like, it can only be stuffing if it's actually been stuffed in a bird. Uh-huh. See, now my but mother always tells me there too. Putting, cooking stuffing in the bird is a great way to have soggy stuffing and a dry turkey. Hmm. That it was... They used to do it as a way mm-hmm. of making sure that you soaked up every little last drop mm-hmm. of meat juice and grease and whatever because they needed yeah. the calories. But now mm. we go for flavor. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yes, you can do it, but it also carries its own challenge then because then you're needing to not just you're not just risking the flavor and consistency of the stuffing, but you also have to think about food safety because you need the stuffing then to come to temperature for food safety since it's been inside of a raw turkey. (laughs) Um, 
Oh boy. Which, <laughs> if you're trying to hit that temperature, can make it a challenge because then you can end up overcooking your bird because oh, you're trying man. to hit the stuffing temperature. So then people go to the the lengths of they're like, okay, well, I'll do it. And then when the bird is ready, we'll pull it out and then we'll empty out the stuffing. Then we put that back in the oven and then it's just too much trouble. Don't even, it's not worth That's it. That's a lot of work. If it's your family tradition to do this, by all means, if it if it makes you feel happy and nostalgic, <laughs> Keep it up. This is this is Thanksgiving Adiaphora. But um, (laughs) I yes, I, though, feel passionately about stuffing. I sort of took ownership of the stuffing at our family Thanksgivings when I returned from Japan and while I was in Japan is where I really came to recognize just how important stuffing was to my enjoyment of Thanksgiving, like as a feast like that, it was such a highlight because one, one year we didn't have it. And I was like, I felt such a letdown Uh, because we, there were a group of the missionaries, we got together and, and pulled off a Thanksgiving feast, which let me tell you, anyone who has, has tried to pull off a traditional American Thanksgiving feast, (laughs) Outside of America, where we have the land of giant ovens, (laughs) knows how much of a commitment it is to to accomplish this. In in Japan, they would sell turkey by dimension, not by weight. Oh, that's funny. Or no, they don't sell it by dimension, but it's included on the tag. On the tag, it includes the dimensions of the turkey so that you would be able to assess, will this actually fit in the oven that you have access to. So it includes like a height, width, and depth of a turkey on the <laughs> on the tag, not not just the weight. They don't sell it by the dimensions, but the dimensions are included on the tag. So I feel like that's really useful yeah. though. Like yeah, it is, America honestly. Too. Yeah. Sometimes but, you sometimes you guess wrong. Well that's true. Uh, Especially the height. Can be if you have like a double yeah. oven. And yeah. especially yeah. if you were yeah. planning on using both shelves. And oh, now all yeah. of a sudden you are yeah. down to one because right. your turkey is just right. too tall. Yep. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Thanksgiving so, math. Anyway, after coming back, I was like, I, I just have a deep love for stuffing. And so I decided that I would start making that my contribution mm-hmm. to the family Thanksgiving meals. Through the years, occasionally we haven't had it. If it was a smaller, smaller year, one year, but... I always feel pretty bummed when that happens. So I usually lobby to be like, but can't we have stuffing? We could skip the rolls. Yeah. Other people might love rolls, but me, I'm like, who cares about rolls if I can have stuffing? stuffing. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I'm going to eat a roll if there's a roll there at Thanksgiving. <laughs> carbs. But it's carbs. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm forced to choose, I'm going to pick stuffing every time. Mm, so good. Yeah. So stuffing. <laughs> yes. I grew up with my grandmother making the stuffing and she gave me a love of having a very complicated stuffing as far as let's just put everything in it. In many ways, it's it's almost a casserole, my my stuffing. <laughs> and I mean, it, it almost passes a casserole, uh, I feel. So as the years have gone by, I have sort of taken that approach and I've added to it. So I've sort of you know, elaborated even a bit more on the classic that we started with. There is absolutely stuffing. There's, okay, let's talk about the stuffing divide as far as starting point, your bread base. Oh. Now, there's the yeast bread stuffing, which is my true love. Absolutely. I love <laughs> a, a a bread stuffing that's made with a yeast bread. However... Oh. My father grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and he has a love of cornbread stuffing. So oh. the cornbread base is another another very popular stuffing base. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy it, and I've there have been years when I've gone the cornbread route. But I mean, the yeast bread always has my my deepest heart. Yeah, but cornbread stuffing is very delicious. I don't know, Rachel, what where what camp do you fall in? Mm. I like it all. 
<laughs> Mostly. There are exceptions, which uh-huh. I'm sure we'll get to at uh-huh. some point. But whether it's bread bread or cornbread, if you want to serve both at Thanksgiving, mm, that's yeah. fine with me. Yeah. Mm. As long as there aren't too many fruit fruit items. I think this is where we agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. We've 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 crossed this river before or, you know, come to the bridge and agreed to take a to the fork in the road and <laughs> taken a, a, a different path. <laughs> Yeah, I may, and to quote Voltaire, I, I may not agree with your stuffing recipe, but I will defend to the death your right to make it that way and love yes. it. Yes, <laughs> And yet that said, I mean, your tastes do mature as you grow older. So if you handed me a dish yeah. of your stuffing right now, I would probably try it and I might I'm even sure, love it. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you'd love it. Who knows if it would actually convert you because sometimes these sort of things are established in you from a very young age and you sort you of stick change. with those sort of well, and establishments. There's a reason why you can't have oh, multiple yeah. stuffings exactly. on the table. Oh, that was sort of a rule when I was growing up. We yeah. would have my one of my aunts would always make her fancy stuffing, homemade, uh-huh. but I'm sure it was homemade uh-huh. bread that was home toasted and home oh, wow. you know with like oh, wow. it had, uh-huh. it had raisins in it. Yeah. That was a no go. Yes. And so the rule was my mother would always bring a big pan of stovetop. Uh-huh. And stovetop stuffing is delicious. It is it delicious. Is. Like it that's is. my go-to. Now, we'll, mm-hmm. when we talk recipes, just because you start with stovetop doesn't mean you're just stuck with stovetop. That's also oh, true. That's true. It yeah. is one of the most easily modifiable foods I've ever discovered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The nice thing about cornbread stuffing, too, is if you're gluten-free mm. and you can still eat yes. corn, that's true. a fabulous option for a gluten-free mm-hmm. Very It true. really it, is. That yep. is why I know at least a couple years we've gone that route when we've had our, the number of people who prefer to either can't eat gluten or uh, prefer to eat less gluten has fluctuated through the years in our family. And so that has... <laughs> That has caused cornbread stuffing to to come and go, uh, depending on that in particular. But you know yeah. what? You, it's it's a savory bread pudding. It is. You it put is. enough seasoning and butter in it, whether yes. it's cornbread or yeast bread. Absolutely. It's going to be amazing. It's delicious. Yeah. Savory bread pudding is another, an excellent description of, of stuffing. And I mean, I love that too, mm. regular bread pudding. So I just, yeah, <laughs> well, we know, we know I've, I've made my love of this sort of thing known before. So this comes as no surprise to anyone. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's see where, where do we want to go with this? So I made stuffing for this episode. I will be honest. Those of you who are listening, we are recording this at the end of October. And I was like, ah, stuffing. And I mean, it's delicious. But there, there is a commitment to it because it's feast food. So uh, okay. you're doing special stuff. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I have a picture from a previous, a previous year's stuffing. And I could just talk about stuffing and reuse my picture. But... <laughs> Alas, <laughs> I don't know if it just stuffing. Sometimes it's beautiful. I I feel like I took an okay picture of it this time, but it's it's mainly about the taste and less so about the looks. It's not um, a pretty food, and so no, yeah, I haven't. Blob. I couldn't find any previous <laughs> pictures. <laughs> I was like, well, shoot, I can't. Now I don't have a picture, and so I decided I have to just I just have to make this stuffing. Oh, poor you. I know, I know. (laughs) Luckily, though, we have a potluck on Sunday. So I'm bringing bringing a big old batch of Thanksgiving stuffing to a Reformation potluck. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be great. We are thankful for the Reformation. We are. Yes. So let's see. Do we want to talk about this if you haven't ever made stuffing before or if you have and you're just like, I want to try a little something different, we can talk about this. I can walk through that recipe first. Or would you guys like to talk about some stuffing variations first mm. before we talk about a specific walking our way through a recipe? 
Well, mine sort of goes along with that. Like, yeah, variations are involved. Mine is absolutely a weird variation. So I think Sarah should go first because (laughs) here's why. Astute listeners will remember we have discussed Sarah's family's ridiculous anomaly before. (laughs) Yes. And it like, so I, I covered that there's like the two major camps of stuffing, but there are absolutely some some niche groups. We are apparently an outlier, and I didn't know that until this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't remember what episode it was, but I remember all of us saying, well, now that's weird. What? Sarah, you need to call your mom and find out more about this and confirm that you are exactly. not remembering it wrongly because no, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I'd be second-guessing there for a uh-huh. hot second in that episode. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, Sarah, about your family's traditional stuffing this is absolutely my favorite part of thanksgiving full disclosure i can no longer eat it anymore which is highly sad but i can taste it it is like core childhood memory because Mm. i would always help my mom make it and i did actually call my parents this week and i was like this is the only stuffing that i remember where on earth did it come from because apparently it's weird (laughs) (laughs) and they were like oh we just made it up so (laughs) Oh, yes. Which is amazing. I absolutely love that this is like, this is like original Bossard family recipe. Okay. That apparently doesn't exist anywhere except in our house. So, oh my goodness. I love oh, this. I can't wait. This is getting better yes. and better. Really? <laughs> so, this is cold stuffing. And so weird. I, the two of you uh-huh. are like, <laughs> what even is that? Yes. And I'm very curious if anybody else in the lounge mm-hmm. has cold stuffing. And this is not like, Stuffing that we made that was hot, and then we mm-hmm. put it on the table I and it cooled off. love refrigerated stuffing. I'll tell you that right now. Leftovers, yeah. cold. I'm ha- I'm fine with well, it. Well, and and that's, <laughs> I mean, that's what this tastes like. Except it was purposely chilled. Okay. Before Thanksgiving okay. dinner. Tell me more. Yes. So it's super simple. It's a box of stovetop stuffing. The herb version. My mother okay. was very oh. specific that it's the yes. herb version of okay. the stovetop stuffing. You make that according to the recipe. I remember there being a lot of butter in it. I don't know mm-hmm. that we added extra, but I remember being like, this is mm-hmm. a lot of butter when I was a small <laughs> child. And then this is not even written down anywhere. So this is just as you please. It's chopped apples, chopped walnuts and raisins. Okay. And you, I think we make the stuffing, you cool it. And then you chop all the rest of the stuff up and then you mix it together and then you eat it. Like, that's it. It's super easy. But this is this is like so kid friendly. And I we we would get the whole walnuts Uh like in the shells. Uh And we had a nutcracker. Wow. So like I was I'd spent the afternoon like cracking the nuts open and mashing them and chopping all those apples. Unexpected. So you've got like the easiest of possible things (laughs) combined with the hardest of possible (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was okay. a whole thing. So, okay. yeah, my parents. So I asked them if like I know that they made it up. And I was like, but where did you like, where would you even get this idea from? Uh-huh. My dad thought maybe like my grandma used to love making Waldorf salads. And okay. so maybe oh. there was some inspiration because it is a bit of a like stuffing Waldorf yeah, salad. ish. Yeah. Okay. Like a cold bread pudding, I suppose. Uh-huh. So that's probably where that inspiration came from. I'm sure it wasn't just leftovers. They're like, this stuffing is just as delicious. Leftover. See, I don't know because Let's it was some- since I was a baby. So I don't remember the genesis of this. It was before <laughs> okay. I was literally born. Okay. I have a theory. I have a theory. Okay. okay. So they this happened before they had a microwave. Oh, and yeah. they're looking at this large amount of leftover stuffing. And uh-huh. they're like, well... It'll really drop out if we put it in the oven, True. but we want to refresh it some way. What if we uh-huh. add fruit and nuts and mix it up uh-huh. and just eat it straight out of the fridge? No microwaving, uh-huh. no oven required. I feel like I, this, I, I like my theory. Yeah, possible. it's a solid theory. It's in my brain. Yeah, but, I, I don't know where it came from, but it was definitely a, a genius idea because it is <laughs> so good. So my mom also told me that that she has never cooked stuffing inside of the turkey. Mm-hmm. My, her mom did. Mm-hmm. Her mom used to do that. And she would like, it was full on inside the turkey, chopped up mm-hmm. organ meat, mm-hmm. like the whole nine yards of putting the stuffing into the turkey. And she just didn't want to do it. So she didn't do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like that is a woman after my own heart. Like I just don't yeah. want to do it. So, yep. so I don't think I even knew that like stuffing inside the turkey was actually a thing for uh-huh. a really long time or that stuffing was hot. 
for a really long time. Like I, when we would go places sure, and have hot sure. stuffing without apples and raisins and walnuts. And I'm like, what is this? This is weird. I don't like it. <laughs> so that is like oh, core, man. core childhood memory uh-huh. of this stuffing. And I absolutely love it. I I think, I don't know. I don't, my brother and sister-in-law don't make it anymore though, typically, which makes me a little sad. I also have to say that we used to pull out a little bit of the stuffing and not mix it into the cold stuffing. We would leave it. And I know this is a different episode, but we would put stuffing into our turkey casserole the next day too. So mm. it was like oh. double usage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We would mm-hmm. cook up noodles and put in leftover turkey and stuffing into the, sure. into the turkey casserole next yeah. day, which like second favorite Thanksgiving food. Yeah. But yeah, that stuffing was, I probably ate far too much of it. <laughs> it's just so good. I, yeah. I need to know who else has cold stuffing. Right. Like, on purpose. Cold now, stuffing. here's my question. Yeah. For the people who have married into your family as adults, what has their reaction been to this traditional feast dish in your household? That's a good question. And I did ask my sister-in-law a while ago, and I can't remember. Uh-huh. I don't know that she was super impressed by it because they just make stovetop stuffing yeah. out of the box okay. for Thanksgiving. Yeah. They don't make this one. So, yeah, I don't know if she thought it was weird, but she also wasn't super impressed. (laughs) Not like I was. It's my favorite thing. (laughs) I love it. I love that your family invented this and that you learned that it's not something they like was passed down. In fact, they just they they invented it themselves. Yeah, I totally thought it came from one side of the family, like somebody else, like somebody else's parent had made it. And they were like, no, we just made it up. Fantastic. Amazing. Foster family stuffing. Mm. But you know, if there's one, if there's even one more side that doesn't have to come out of the oven two minutes before you serve the meal, that's yes. a win. Yeah. yeah yes. We did used to make it ahead of time and just chill it. So many things are competing uh-huh. for oven space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, at the end, I'll offer the strategy that I developed for this very thing. Oh, okay. Maybe it'll have application for, for someone else. But we aren't going to get off on that tangent. First, I want to hear more about Rachel's experience. Okay, so I am definitely, I, I definitely make stovetop straight out of the box a lot of Thanksgivings because it's what my family will eat. As much as I love stuffing, if I have to eat the whole pan for myself, <laughs> that is just never a good idea. That is a lot. That's a lot. Although I may end up doing that after today's because I did make a variation. Uh-huh. It sounded good to me. But mm. my typical stuffing adventure, and I'm with you, Aaron. If I had just like a little bit of turkey, a small serving of green bean casserole, and a big bunch of stuffing, I would be very mm. happy. But oh I goodness. would have to have over it giblet gravy, ah, which yes. is as fancy a gravy as stovetop is boring a stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, you know, gravy with gizzards liver chopped liver and mm-hmm. neck meat and mm-hmm. hard-boiled eggs oh my goodness it's okay, the yeah. eggs kind of throw me off though don't knock it till you try it <laughs> i was thinking about it because you had mentioned it as we were planning for this right. and i was like at first i i know i've seen it we don't typically add eggs to hard-boiled eggs to our gravy however as I was contemplating, I know I've seen it listed as an optional add-in. And a chopped hard-boiled egg, actually, I think it's got a lot of similarity in texture yes. to Organ chopped oh. turkey liver. And yeah, like the yolk true. is going to be very similar to chopped turkey liver. Yeah, and that's true. Like it's going to, there's enough similarity that, again, if, if you're somebody who is looking to, one, dress up or stretch a little further yes because those uh, chopped organ yeah. meats no matter how finely you chop them if you've got a mm-hmm. big group of people exactly. all eating uh from one gravy yeah. boat there's yeah. not going to be a lot to go around so the right. eggs definitely stretch it yep yeah yep that's true they have a nice savory flavor too mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. so yes that's that's how i like my stuffing but i do occasionally like to get a little fancy and yes <laughs> One so sometimes adding sausage, I I think there, mm-hmm. that's a common, that's a classic, classic addition. I don't like fruit of any kind in my stuffing. Again, mm-hmm. I might have mm-hmm. to rethink this at some point. I love bread pudding. Put the raisins in the bread pudding. 
Just think of our stuffing uh, as bread pudding and you'll be fine. uh But no. (laughs) But there are a few things I really like to add. So what I Mm -hmm. made for the show today, and I actually brought it here. So every once in a while, Aaron, when you ask me a question, I have to Uh wait a moment to answer it because I'm just taking bites. Yes. What I brought is a modified store-bought stuffing, Pepperidge Farm this time, not not stovetop. Mm-hmm. Made into oyster stuffing in honor of New England, where I am yes. now. Oyster stuffing. Yeah, I've I mean, always read about this, but always lived in the Midwest, and I'm like, it's just not no. Yeah, but if I lived on the East Coast, absolutely, I'd be. Well, but even this. on the Tell East me. Coast, I'm too cheap to get fresh oysters <laughs> to put in my <laughs> stuffing. So these are canned oysters, but they're also right. tasty. So, uh huh. So what I did was I started with um, butter in the bottom of the pan chopped onions that basically I almost let them caramelize because I don't like half-cooked onions. I don't like raw onions. I don't like Uh half-cooked onions. Cook them all the way or leave them out. Yeah. But then I went out to my little container garden on the front porch and grabbed some fresh sage and some fresh Mm. thyme. Put that in. Added some chicken broth and the liquid from my not one but two jar cans of oysters. Uh (laughs) Huh? Brought everything to, let's see, did I add anything else? I don't think so. Brought everything to a boil, stirred in my stuffing mix. Yep. And added my oysters, folded them in. And then I did, after it had set for a while, then I did move it to an oven dish and bake it for about another 20 minutes just to dry it out a little bit. Because when you you start with your own broth, Mm -hmm. it sometimes can be a little soggy. Mm-hmm. And there, yeah. it's really good. There are a lot of, uh, I use, as I mentioned, two cans. So there are almost as much oyster, uh, almost as much oyster as bread <laughs> in this, which, uh, Aaron, I see you smiling. I know this is your jam. Yeah. <laughs> Fancy. But it's, it's just tasty. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. for everyone. If you don't like oysters, you wouldn't like mm-hmm. this. <laughs> Would it be better with fresh oysters? Yeah. <laughs> or frozen. <laughs> what wouldn't yeah but it's good and it was in and out if i hadn't taken the extra step of baking it i would have been done in 15 minutes that i think is one of the great blessings of this dish if you have Mm -hmm. the bread you know the dried bread cubes ready to go Mm -hmm. it can go together really fast yes yeah yes again on thanksgiving you need at least a couple of dishes that go together Mm -hmm. really really fast yeah Mm -hmm. one thing i didn't do a lot of recipes call for you to chop the oysters, but in the rest, every recipe I mm. saw that said chop the oysters, someone in the comments had said, don't chop the oysters, put them in whole. So <laughs> yeah. I did that. Uh-huh. And I do like it better. I, yeah. think. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree. You're going to be able to enjoy a bigger, delightful bite periodically <laughs> as opposed to having it uniformly spread throughout so yeah. i would go for the bigger chunks also can i ask yeah. maybe um, a dumb question yeah how, how big are oysters i have no idea well, let's see here like they're not that big right well canned mean, oysters i think especially tend to they're, be tend, they're about the size side. of like your, your half of your thumb yeah. okay yeah, yeah. that's if about what i was fresh imagining ones then so there's they, yeah, they come in a variety of sizes. Okay, and I would be inclined to go with the smaller ones for this usage yeah. as well. So yeah. it, I, I think that also lends itself with the canned option. Mm. Yeah, someday when I'm feeling really, really fancy, I will splurge <laughs> and get fresh oysters and make oyster stuffing with them. Mm. Yes, but that was not today. But today is a pretty <laughs> good day. Even uh-huh. so, I have most uh-huh. of a pan of oyster stuffing downstairs that. I honestly don't know whether anyone else will eat, so I may end up yeah. living my dream of eating an uh-huh. entire can by myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? If you have some leftovers, I sort of wonder if you could even shape them into almost like little crab cakes. Ooh. But instead, Ooh. sort of shape them into little patties and uh-huh. do a little, little pan, little pan <gasps> fry. Well, and, let's make the hot then, fat carbs even more I mean, exactly. <laughs> I love the way you think. You can fry an egg and make a little like a breakfast sandwich thing going oh, on there. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh-huh. always ways to use more stuff in it. <laughs> uh, make some pasta, mix it in. 
versatile to create, versatile yeah. to reuse. It's, yes. it's just carbs. <laughs> just carbs yeah. with stuff thrown in. <laughs> so, so that's my story. Take take the what the supermarket gives you. They had it on sale. Like this name brand stuff was eighty four cents a box today. Wow, I can't beat that. That's amazing. <clears throat> take what the store gives you, but then dress it up. Use your creativity. Yeah, exactly. Add some other ingredients, some unexpected ingredients, and mm. see how it turns out. Yes. Mm -hmm. I will also throw in that my mom specifically said Pepperidge Farm also. She mm. said Pepperidge Farm herb stuffing. So yeah, we're a Pepperidge Farm family, apparently. I used the country style with the ah. Pepperidge Farm. I did the, the 84 cents was the stovetop. I bought it so that I could prepare that for my children to eat tonight when Ken and I are eating the fancy stuffing. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yep. That's amazing. Erin is currently scarfing down her I stuffing. Am. I am. It looks so good. So yeah. It is every bit as good as I expected it to be. <laughs> okay. So I am offering in this episode a stuffing recipe that is essentially the combination of three, <laughs> three variations <laughs> found in the joy of cooking. Okay. Okay. It is the, it's basic bread stuffing. And then I'm like, Oh, there's also a variation for bread stuffing with dried fruit and nuts. And Ooh. there's a variation for bread stuffing with sausage and apple. And I Ooh. say, why choose <laughs> when you could Ooh. do all? And that is... <laughs> I love it. That's, that's how I live my life, my friends. <laughs> Get it all in. Option D, all oh, of the yeah. above. Yes. <laughs> So, obviously, <laughs> you could choose to to leave out some of these items, but the cookbook that I have it's is huge. intended, yes, it mm -hmm. is a massive cookbook, and you can tell that this is one of my premium recipes because <laughs> it is one of the primary breaks in the cookbook. <laughs> Because there's more than one. <laughs> there's more than one. So the <laughs> stuffing, if you just open it up where it wants to open, it opens to stuffing. See, right. now I want to go dig out my mom's joy of cooking and see where it opens to. I feel like yeah. this is a really enlightening exercise. That is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so stuffing. I have... I like I said, I consolidated this recipe according to to how I've made it now for about 20 years. And here is what I'm offering offering you. If you are looking for a stuffing recipe, you can always leave stuff out. That's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. You could add something in. I mean, it's hard to imagine adding more to this, but <laughs> you, you could have do not it. put the kitchen sink in yet. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> So chocolate chips. Just kidding. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> that mm, uh, coconut, maybe. Wow. <laughs> so to make this stuffing, <laughs> you start with a a loaf of bread. I like to get just a good loaf of bread. I don't make my own bread, so that isn't something that I do. So I just get a good loaf. I like sesame semolina bread. So it's a tiny bit sourdough, but it's not a super sour sourdough. Whatever. That's what I do. So <laughs> a pound of sliced bread, cut it into cubes, toast it in a 375 degree oven so that your cubes are browned. Mm. This is important because you don't want soggy stuffing. Toasting it allows you to add more butter and stock <laughs> mm -hmm. without ending up with a soggy stuffing. So don't skip the toasting step. If you choose to, then you're going to need to cut back on these other uh, items or you're going to have a soggy mess. Nobody cuts back on the butter. I know, I know exactly. exactly. Do whatever it takes. <laughs> so I like the addition of sausage or bacon to my stuffing. Mm. So in this case, I chose to use sausage. So it's a pound of bulk sausage. It could be Italian sausage, could be breakfast sausage, could be mm. just garlic herb sausage. If you want something a little spicy, you could do that. Another option that I've done in the past that is also delicious is bacon lardons. 
where it's like thick cut bacon that then you cut into thickish pieces. So you end up with a good chewy, mm. currently sort of bite of bacon. But mm. that isn't um. what I did yesterday. Yesterday I went the sausage route. Also delicious. So you brown your sausage or bacon in a large skillet. Once it is thoroughly browned, remove it to a very large bowl. You need a very <laughs> large bowl for this, okay? Because eventually you're tossing everything and bread is very fluffy. It's going to take up a lot of space and there's a lot in this. So mm. large bowl. If you think your fat is especially tasty, you could keep it, but you might want to cut back. I know it's shocking to hear me say this, but you might choose then to cut back on the amount of butter that you use instead. Mm. If the fat is not especially amazing, then just strain off most of it. Don't worry. Try not to like dry out your pan with a paper towel. It's not, not worth it. So then you're going to add about three tablespoons of butter, six tablespoons total. You're going to use about half of your butter mm. into that pan and you want to saute onion and celery that are both chopped up. Mm. Two cups of onion, one cup of celery. There is no point of being picky about this. It's essentially a, a a medium to large onion chopped up. Maybe it's two medium onions. There's You don't have to be precise about this, people. Mm-mm. It could be an extra large onion and just call it good. It's, <laughs> it's like scoop it up with your hands and that's about a cup. And then... You need two of those for the chopped onion. And then same for the celery, only it's one cup of celery. I um, love celery and stuffing. I would have had it in mind today, except I mm, forgot to buy it. Yeah. was oh, an I oversight. Mean, if you love celery, then go with equal parts onion and celery or switch it and go with two cups celery and one cup onion. Yes. If I was thinking flavor that you love, too, because onion for people who have weak digestions, mm-hmm. onion can be a lot. But yep. celery tends to be very gentle. Mm. So you could play with that ratio mm-hmm. and reduce, you know, so you have the onion flavor, but it's not going to be overpowering. Yeah. And then just add celery to get that crunch. Exactly. Mm. And that is one of the things that I think celery adds in particular is a nice little textural element. Yes. So I like to have a little bit of that crunch from the celery. So you saute all of that until it is nicely tender. Then you're going to add in some seasonings. Now, if you are someone like Rachel who grows some herbs, by Mm. all means, use fresh herbs. I do not have fresh herbs at this time of year. And so (laughs) (laughs) I I did have a very robust basil plant this year, but that was the extent of my herbs this year. So one teaspoon of dried thyme, three-quarter teaspoon of salt, half a teaspoon of black pepper, and an eighth teaspoon of cloves. I didn't bother trying to measure that out. I just gave it a good sprinkle. Yeah. yeah. Cloves are powerful, so don't mm-hmm. give, don't, like, make sure it's just a sprinkle. No more than an eighth of a teaspoon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Little goes a long way it does. on that one. It does. So then stir that in thoroughly and then move all of that into that bowl with the sausage. You're going to add the rest of your butter now to the pan. And now you're adding, haha, the part that Rachel is less enthusiastic about, <laughs> two medium to large apples that you've <laughs> chopped up. Okay. And you're going to then saute them in butter as well. Oh, okay. sauteed apples. Yes. Okay. Not fresh. Not fresh. Oh. You know, yeah. I have never had apples in mm-hmm. stuffing. It's very but I feel like apples, they're like halfway to being potatoes. I feel like That's maybe true. I could tolerate apples, especially if yeah. they were sauteed in butter. Yeah. Because like, I love apples and red cabbage. Well, yeah. You, you should try it. This maybe that will the uh, apples will be the it. like gateway into fruity stuffing. <laughs> there you go. That maybe. I've been needing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So choose a, in my opinion, choose a sweet tart variety. If it's just too sweet of an apple, then it's just kind of, I don't know, it doesn't provide, it needs to be able to stand up to the rest of the stuffing. Yeah. So I like a sweet tart variety for my apples. Small bite-sized pieces when you're cutting them up. I couldn't decide what 
description. I'm like, it's not really a dice. It's a, it's not like, a cube. Yeah. Anyway. Chopped? Chopped. Ish. Whatever. You want small bite-sized pieces. Okay. At once those are once those are sauteed, add them to the to the bowl <laughs> that you have that you have going. Next you're gonna add you're you're done sauteing at this point. So next you're gonna add half a cup of parsley that you've minced up. That's a lot of parsley. I like I mean there's it's a big it's a big dish. So you could do a quarter cup to a half, but I mean there's a lot already But it's I mean it's okay. Yeah. Parsley yeah. again is one of those I mild like, herbs. It's not knock yeah. you over the head. It's not cloves. Yeah. Ugh. And yeah. again, <laughs> I don't bother sort of I don't bother with I call for a half a cup. There's I no stuffing police guys. Do like an eyeball. I just eyeball it. So I'm like stuffing is oh, a very like forgiving food. <laughs> yes. It is super forgiving. Okay. Now, also included in this, because it's everything as we've discussed. <laughs> is a half a cup to, but I go with three-quarter cup because I love them, pecans, okay? Oh. Chopped pecans. Not walnuts like Sarah, but that's probably just because of the the southern influence that my family experienced growing oh. up. So our default nut is the pecan, not the walnut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sarah is from the more like the... The upper Midwest, not mm -hmm. really the upper. I don't know what she's from Michigan, and so walnuts. Pecans walnuts don't grow as well in Michigan. No, no. <laughs> I did not grow up with pecans. I grew up with so, walnuts. As, they are they're so mild and buttery. Mm, yes, I yeah. can see how they would work very well in this yeah. recipe. Ideally, you're going to toast them. Now, side side little side venture: set a timer so that you don't burn them in the yes. oven. As I did yesterday, and <laughs> yeah, they're just burned. And oh no! So set a timer. Start checking them at five minutes. And anyway, learn from my mistake. I've included <laughs> in the recipe. I've included the note. Set a timer. <laughs> so, Your recipes are so helpful. Like, oh, I have not learned from my mistake. She's like, one time I burned. Three batches of pecans in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so it happens. Oh, no. uh, but anyway, set a time. Aaron's recipes are the best, you guys. They're so informative. I still remember the one where halfway in it said, go for a walk. Yes. Yes. One of yes. the instructions. Uh -huh. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So again, we have another small fork in the road. I, I like the fruit. So I also call for some dried fruit in this three quarter cup of dried fruit. Again, you could choose to leave it out. I feel that dried cherries are especially delicious. Mm. If you mix them in, they just have a good tartness to them. Yeah. But you could easily leave this out, especially if you're like, well, we already have the apple. Maybe we don't need the dried fruit or vice versa. But yeah. again, this is all it's it's the stuffing with everything so it's my preferred way so that's what i'm giving to you so you're gonna toss all of this together you want to toss it really well because you want the bread to have a chance to start soaking in all of this all of this delicious buttery stuff that's floating around here mm. so give it a chance to start absorbing that toss it very thoroughly then you're gonna drizzle over over everything one cup of stock okay mm. and toss okay. it even more thoroughly <laughs> uh, you don't want the cubes at the bottom to get soggy you want you want the stock to be able to distribute throughout if possible let your stuffing rest before going in the oven so oh. if you're able to make this ahead that'll give again the chance for the 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 liquids to distribute themselves mm. more evenly throughout the dish. So if possible, let it rest for an hour or you could make it ahead and just refrigerate it for a few days before Thanksgiving. So make this at the beginning of the week when you're prepping things. Yeah. Before cooking, you should test a few of the cubes to see the bread cubes to see if they need more stock. Mm. They should be chewy and delicious. At this point, you'll probably want to test a few more. And <laughs> just to be really sure. Test a lot of them. <laughs> you don't want them soggy and you don't want them tough. 
Okay. Ah, so, so it's a fine if, line to walk. It is. It is. If you're soggy, I well, you could you could try drying it out in the oven. You might need to cook it a little extra long if mm. it's if you've already gotten to the soggy point. But you shouldn't be soggy if you've used just a cup to start with, a cup of mm. stock to start with. If it's tough, then add some more stock. However, you can also correct things with gravy. If it comes out of the oven at the end and it's like, oh, it got a little dried out in the oven, add some gravy when you I would much this. rather okay. have it dry. Yeah, than exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So soggy is an adjective that everyone wants to avoid with stuffing. Okay. So so don't go too far with the stock. One cup will not be too far with what you've added in. It should be just fine, especially if you've toasted your bread your bread cubes mm. as you should be. It's going to be delicious before it's baked. And since you haven't used, I mean, everything is cooked. I mean, it's delicious. You could just sit there eating it. But it will be even more delicious once you have baked it. Erin, uh, did so you just sit there eating it? I do every time. Every time I start, I start out like I'm like, Tessie, I'm like, oh, it's so good. I'm like, I should make sure like all the different, all the different items in there do play well together. So I'm like, oh, right. the apple and the sausage. Yep. Still delicious. So that's really funny. It is very tasty even before it's baked, this- but it will be even better after. That's my theory Aww. on how the Bosser family stuffing started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before it went in the oven. It. And I can it believe just, it. They're like, it's so good. Never changed. Yeah. That's yeah. my theory. Um, that is, I, that's very believable. Because your recipe isn't really that far off from yeah. the base yeah. exactly. recipe the from the Bosser family. That's complicated. So you can dress yeah. it up, but it's just, Oh, you can. There's no <laughs> magic to it. Uh-huh. We just yeah. left out the baking yeah. part. Just put, put all the stuff. So... Now you're going to bake it. You're going to put the stuffing into a buttered 9 by 13 Mm. casserole dish. Cover it up with foil so that it doesn't dry out too much. Bake it for about 25 minutes and then uncover it and let it get nice and sort of crispy on top. If you are Mm. concerned that it's you started out a bit soggy to begin with, then just don't cover it Mm -hmm. and just bake it and it'll it'll steam out some of that excess. Mm. So. You're going to bake it uncovered for 15 minutes until it is brown and crisp and just glorious. And it will be the best stuffing. I, I, I don't know. It's just, it is, it's so delicious. It smells amazing. It's yeah. And it looks just like the fanciest. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. You've inspired it. me. So you may have to try your recipe. <laughs> you maybe maybe you don't have to add everything. You could, but I you think could I'll add leave a out the dried uh, fruit. You're quite yeah, right. Yeah, but, yeah. Exactly. You know those buttery sautéed apples. That, mm. that might be a good mm-hmm. a good mm-hmm. add for me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, and you don't even have to add a lot of them. And if they're in decent sized chunks, if it turns out a regret, you just work around them. Eat around uh. them. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> So I don't think you'll regret it, though. It is, but again, stuffing, very forgiving. Any of these ingredients that you're like, "Eh, not super keen on it, drop them out. Anything you like extra, add some more in. It's fine. It's it's super forgiving and very delicious. Okay, this is totally impromptu, but I think Mm. we need to play a game. Oh, okay. Okay. Everyone gets to name. So I haven't wanted to think about this. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets to name two things you could add to a stuffing, and one thing you absolutely should never, ever, ever add to a stuffing. I mentioned chocolate chips earlier, and that created a visceral reaction. Yeah, and so that yeah. just inspired me okay. to challenge you to this. So take a moment okay. to think about mm-hmm. two things you might add to a stuffing, and one thing you never, ever, ever. Okay. And now I'm going to just completely blank on yep. my own game. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> I think I have ideas. Okay. Okay, I got one. No, I don't like that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I think I've got at least two. This is like two truths and a lie, but stuffing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm good. Okay, so instead of two truths and a lie, it's two good ideas and one terrible idea <laughs> for putting in your stuffing. I love it. All right, I got mine. Okay. okay. Quinoa. Mm. Uh-huh. Oh, that was actually one of mine. So now I'm glad ah! I have a backup. 
and carrots. Oh, oh yep. Or some okay. crunch. Okay. And never ever banana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll go with now I'm not saying I would add these to the already existing stuffing with everything. <laughs> no. I would they would it would need to be more of a trade out or a different variation. But things that I think would still be pretty tasty would be some mushrooms. Ooh. Um that was another one of mine. Shoot. <laughs> hey, hang on, I can do this. <laughs> It would it would probably need to be be roasted or sautéed or something mm. is what I would I would do before I put them in there, and then also I would play around with instead of the fruits that I have chosen I might I might consider whole cranberries like fresh yes. cranberries that would then bake in the oven and you would get that that tart bursty item, so I would consider that as well and then an item that I would never. Put in stuffing. <laughs> I'll go with tater tots. <laughs> yeah. That's a stuff. I mean, it's its own thing. You shouldn't. You no. shouldn't put tater tots in stuffing. That would be yeah. weird. Now I'm beginning to wonder. <laughs> this tater tot casserole is delicious. I, that it is, is a thing. It is. It's its own thing. But I trust. I trust you, yeah. Aaron. You have such good instincts mm-hmm. that if you say tater tots don't go in stuffing. I'm yeah. going to resist the temptation to try it. Yeah. Tater tot stuffing? Tater tots instead of breadcrumbs? Yeah. I feel like it's because That's alternate universe kind of stuff. Stuffing is not universe. thin enough. <laughs> tater tots, if they're mixed in throughout, then you're going to have a lot that don't get that brown crunchiness. That'd that be are just, like, yeah. No know? one likes a soggy tot. Yeah. Oh, no. That's you almost top, worse. I guess you could top a stuffing. That's but just, anyway, then it's a so casserole. Then yeah. it's tater tot casseroles. So, nah, yeah. No, tater no. tots. No. Nope. Okay. Mm-hmm. My two things I would add. One, and this would not be in the same batch. Mm-hmm. One, giblets. Oh, yeah. Oh, instead oh, of yeah. giblet gravy. Absolutely. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking of it, one thing we've sometimes done with the giblet gravy, aside from adding hard-boiled eggs, is also mm-hmm. buying some separate chicken livers Oh, to add extra liver to the gravy because it's there's just one turkey liver does not go very far. No, No. and the liver is the best. um, So giblets and or chicken livers, I think, would be a fun add Mm -hmm. to stuffing Mm -hmm. and Parmesan cheese. Oh, oh yeah, I think that would be good. Savory taste, yeah, absolutely. And one thing I would not ever add is pickles. Oh, pickles of yeah. any kind. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That flavor would right. not go. Uh-huh. So, yeah, maybe we should play this online too. I feel like this is a fun game. <laughs> oh, I'll put it as that an Instagram be, question. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I was going to mention kale too. Because I found that would be kale, good. Mm-hmm. kale yeah. stuffing recipes too. Yeah, definitely. It's just a stronger oh. parsley. Once you get started thinking of stuffing <laughs> add ins, it's really hard to stop. Right. Like I was thinking, well, I mean, we put onions in stuffing, but why not French fried onions? Yeah. Ooh, that yeah. would be and tasty. you know, if you are looking for a gluten-free option, it's not going to be a bread, but it will give some of the very similar flavors. I'd probably switch it up a little bit, but rice makes a good stuffing as well. Oh. And so, again, it's it's the carb base that yeah. then you add a lot of your flavors. And in fact, mushrooms would go really well with a rice-based stuffing. Ooh, yes, they uh, would. Or wild rice. Yeah. So either of those would be, mm. I think you could you could find some really good options if you're looking for that sort of, basically your, your carb side for Thanksgiving. That's gluten free. A rice or a wild rice stuffing would be a very tasty option Ooh. to consider. I just found a quinoa stuffing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quinoa stuffing amazing. you mentioned. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So one thing I did want to again throw out there as a as an idea, I'm going to pass along. So my family that gets together for Thanksgiving, there's usually between probably twenty and thirty five of us. It's a big group. There's a lot of food <laughs> and one oven. And so through the years, I have I've taken on the timeline of trying to hit when we're going to serve our food with the, the food hot. And so mm. when people arrive with their food, 
it's usually already cooked, but it still needs to be, you know, heated through, toasted, things along those lines. What we have done is in a bedroom, ideally the closest bedroom to the kitchen, we set up on the bed a bunch of throws because every every woman who is in a house, there's going to be some throws, right? Mm-hmm. My mom has a giant collection <laughs> of throws. So you lay mm-hmm. all of these out, afghans, quilts, whatever. It could work, but throws. Put those all on the bed, line them up. Then you lay out how your oven is going to be occupied, fully occupied up into the time it needs to be served. Rolls go in the very last because they just, you can't really keep rolls hot so they have to just go directly from the oven to the table yep but everything else then once it comes out of the oven it goes directly into the bedroom onto the bed with a piece of foil covering it and then it is wrapped up in a throw so it becomes an insulated little oven warmer right there on the bed yep Whoever gets the bed that night, it's already nice and toasty for <laughs> But anyway, as things come out of the oven, they go piping hot onto the bed, onto one of those thrill throws, which then gets folded up over it, keeping it all hot so that once it is time then for for actual Thanksgiving, you then relocate that all of that to your to your serving area. And honestly, it's it's all it's not piping piping hot but that's impossible to accomplish with a single oven to have everything piping well, hot well and you, you don't do want it piping bit. hot you're going to burn your exactly. tongue yeah. exactly so this is our solution to to keeping things warm with lots of different side dishes use the oven and the throws it's like it's just it's like a little insulated blanket for it to rest while you keep cooking I love that. It reminds me of a now obsolete technology that was used quite a bit, I think, during World War II and mm. beforehand called a hay box. Oh, this was a way to make cooking oil or stove oil, mm-hmm. uh, stove fuel go further mm-hmm. so that you would have a box that was lined with hay and you would get your food like you say you're cooking a stew, you mm-hmm. know, get it to a good good hot simmer on the mm-hmm. stove, put the lid mm-hmm. on, put it in the hay box, cover it up, oh. and it would finish cooking sure. over a couple of hours. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's a very similar concept. Yeah. This Absolutely. just using insulation mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. keep things hot. And I'm sure they do continue to cook for a little while yep. in your yep. improvised hay box there. Yeah. But that's really cool. Very low tech, but yeah. it works. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You do. You do need to make sure everyone knows to stay out of that bedroom. Um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but it is. It's a good solution. And so I offer that up also as a a handy, handy tip. If you're if you're trying to figure out how to keep things warm while you are bringing everything to the completed state and ready to eat. And I'll throw out a slightly smaller version of that, too. Mm -hmm. If you have insulated food bags like for shopping and you don't have a ton if you don't have a ton of dishes or they're smaller you can wrap them in towels Mm -hmm. and put them in your insulated food bags and that would that would do a similar thing too so Mm -hmm. if you don't happen to have an extra bedroom or whatever yeah yeah (laughs) there are options that's brilliant so love it well have we talked stuffing to death we have talked stuffing to death. I it's time to go have. eat it, guys. Death by hot fat carbs. What a way to go. Just like yes. ready to go for your stuffing for Thanksgiving. Maybe you try something new this year, which would be super fun. We also would like to know what your family stuffing recipes are. If you just do the, the stuffing out of the box, which is totally acceptable. Or if you do something wild and crazy or something from scratch. We want to know in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. Join us in our Facebook group. Share your stories. Share your pictures of your stuffing there. You can also follow us and tag us on Instagram if you have stuffing pictures you want to share with us there. And we'll have some follow-up fun questions and quizzes and things uh, the week after this podcast drops Mm -hmm. too on our Instagram. So follow us there at Lutheran Ladies Lounge. You can find all of our podcast episodes at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your favorite podcasting app or on the KFUO radio app. You can also send us an email if you want to talk to us, share your ideas, share your stuffing stuff, stuffing stuff, 
Stopping shots. And pictures that way. You can send us an email, lutheranladies at kfuo.org, and we'll find your message there. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Aaron. And I'm very full of stuffing. <laughs> yes. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us, too. If you love the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast, consider financially supporting our producer, KFUO Radio, so we can keep doing what we do. Find out how at kfuo.org slash give.